Hello, hello, winning season community. Welcome to 2021. And wow, what a way to kick off 2021. Still in the middle of the pandemic and the events of January 6th are still being talked about because it was a day that we will never forget. I've been talking to a lot of leaders and especially in America, a lot of people first gut reaction was to work right through what we saw on TV, the breaking news. And we've been questioning a lot of the people whose gut reaction was to work right through it. We've been questioning why is that in Western culture, we are so programmed to continue to get it done in the face of a moment where it's clearly saying, stop and pay attention. Your country is going through some serious stuff, okay? So one of the things I have reflected on over the past few days is my intention to be more aware of the present moment, to yes, focus and get things done when I need to, but also be aware where I need to pause and pay attention to what's going on around me. Now, after January 6th, a lot of people were like, okay, that was that, get back to normal. But it's not just get back to normal. I'm sure many of you have seen how traumatizing that day has been for people all across spectrums, and especially Black people in America. Last summer, we saw the, the protests in the wake of George Floyd's death, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor. We saw a lot of people just really fed up with the way things had been and some companies stepping up and saying, you know what, enough's enough. But after January 6th, we saw another string of companies coming out and saying, you know, the stark difference in how that scenario, the situation was handled, it is deafening to, to see the difference. So for those who are struggling with how to talk to your teams and your colleagues about what happened, I encourage you to go back. This past summer, we did a series, Beyond Black Squares and Hashtag, and it was a four-part episode, um, four episodes, really, on the Winning Season podcast, where we talked to experts such as Robert Johnson Jr., Jody Amberry, and Jasmine Reed Clark about how to move beyond hashtags and black squares and really enact some serious change in our communities. So I encourage you to go back and listen to those if you missed it, or if you're just trying to figure out how do you talk to your coworkers about what happened on January 6th. And so I wanna share with you again, I just said it a few moments ago, but just wanna emphasize that in these moments where we see things happening like that, it's okay to pump the brakes and to figure out what's going on and then regroup instead of just powering through it all. I know I'm not the only one. Like I said, I've talked to many leaders who were struggling with that also. So again, it's January. January is a very important month for me. Not only is it the start of the year, it is also my birth month. So with that being said, it is a time of great reflection for me and it has been for many years. That's translated into what I share with my community online, as well as how I work with clients. And one of the things that I like to do is encourage women to update their resumes and LinkedIn profiles in January. 
Did you know that strategic leaders update their resumes every six to 12 months? You should also update your resume when you get a promotion or when you complete a major project. So on the heels of a big win, hashtag winning season, go through and update your resume. Now put together a PDF, a one page printable to help you figure out what you should be adding to your resume. Now in the PDF, what you'll see is that I have you write down four accomplishments or enhanced skills that showcase the professional professional value that you add to an organization. And then under that, there's a section where I encourage you to identify the areas where you have leveled up or added value to your team in 2020. So as an example, was your role at your organization involved in any pivots as a result of what happened in 2020, the pandemic? I know a lot of you were, everybody was impacted by it. So if your work shifted and you contributed to something where you either enhanced your skills or you helped the company achieve an objective, those things you should consider adding to your LinkedIn profile as well as your resume. Beyond that, did you receive any feedback from your supervisor or even your peers that speak to your work ethic? Maybe how you get things done, how you're strategic in your thinking, etc. This might mean you need to go back and comb through some emails because if you're like me, last year was a blur because so much happened. All right. Now, a couple of other things I want you to consider when you're updating your resume or LinkedIn profile. How did you invest in your skills development in 2020? Not only that, what was the result? And consider if you need to add that to your resume, whether it's the skills section or maybe any certifications, credentials, list that there. For those of you who have completed the Resilient Leaders Program for Zero Gap, you definitely want to add that to your LinkedIn profile as well as your resume. And lastly, consider how have you enhanced your communication skills as a result of a virtual work environment? Now, this one is big because we've all adjusted. And if you can measure how you've improved or enhanced in one way or another, that's definitely something you should be elevating. For many of you, you wanna think about the projects that you worked on, the milestones, the outcomes, the ongoing milestones if the project is continuing, and write those out in terms of ideas for you to update the resume and the LinkedIn profile, and specifically think what value does this add to the organization, to the team? And if you're thinking about a career change, what value does this add to a potential new employer? So those are just a couple of things that I encourage you to check out. Uh, the PDF that you can find will be at zerogap.co under the blog section. Now, before we go today, there is an article on the Wall Street Journal, and it's under the section for management and careers. And I was interviewed for that. What I love to share with you for that, and I'll link this up in the show notes, is a couple of takeaways from that article. Now, the title of the article is How to Succeed on Your First Day of Work. And the reason why I really wanted to contribute to this is because many of the women who have gone through the Resilient Leaders Program over the past few years, in 2020, they have had the opportunity to 
get a new job. So they were starting new jobs in 2020 and several of them, shout out to Monica and Teresa, starting new jobs in 2021. So that's why I wanted to contribute to the article for the Wall Street Journal on how to succeed on your first day of work. In summary, the article has three main areas. Arrive prepared, even virtually, to figure out your place within the organization and the team, you got to be strategic. And number three, show up as your authentic self. And with that, you always want to be who you are. Now, if you're going into a virtual work environment, starting a new job where you're going to be on video conference calls all the time, you have to be very intentional about what's in your background and what people can see. Because for the first time in our society, people are in each other's business, AKA their homes, like never before. So just be intentional about what is in your background. If you don't have a professional mic that you can hook up to your computer, consider doing that. A lot of headsets have really awesome mics. Make sure that your camera has decent lighting. There are ring lights available all over the internet that will enhance the lighting if you don't have a lot of natural light. And you can even buy a webcam if your computer's webcam just is fuzzy. These are things that you would have to do that go above and beyond what a first day of work would look like, but they definitely make a difference. And I'll leave you with one of the things I shared with the Wall Street Journal, and that is to be focused on authentically developing relationships, showing people who you are and your skill set. You know, when it comes to negotiation or any type of leadership, relationships matter. And I think that I've noticed, not think, I've noticed in 2020, a lot of people really being intentional about cultivating relationships, whether it's with their family or with their professional contacts, because we are in a virtual world. But be very intentional about that, especially as you're starting new jobs. So as I wrap up today's episode, just a couple of quick things. The Resilient Leaders Program for Q1 2021 is already full. If you would like to apply to be a part of the Resilient Leaders Program for Q2, go ahead and submit your application because we cap it at 15 women. And once we reach the 15 leaders for the next program, even though it starts in Q2, once it starts, we kind of close it out. There will only be three sessions of the Resilient Leaders Program for 2021. Now, I'm so excited, over the moon excited to tell you, and I'm drinking some kombucha to celebrate this. Kombucha is one of my favorite drinks, special occasion. Here it is. I'm so excited. I, I can hardly contain myself. I don't know if y'all can hear, hear it. The women's leadership retreat that was canceled because of, postponed, canceled, whatever, because of COVID and the pandemic, it is coming back September 2021. And you will be able to apply to attend very soon. So stay tuned for that. I wanted the winning season community to hear it first from me before you see it all over the internet. And it's just something that I'm super, super excited about sharing and bringing to you all. Now, my intention with this retreat is to cultivate a network of women leaders in male-dominated industries where they get to build dynamic relationships. The reason why I wanted to do this retreat 
is I read an article that shared that women don't have equal networking opportunity in terms of the longevity of a networking event. Whereas men do golf trips or they do hunting trips or any type of trip, they're together for long periods of time. As a result of that, they're able to develop deeper bonds and from that create relationships where there are either friendships or professional relationships that span decades. My intention with the Women's Leadership Retreat is to create that for women, which is why this is an exclusive event for emerging women leaders in male-dominated industries. All right, I get so excited about this. I'm going to go ahead and pause. I'm going to leave it. Everything will be on the website. This is going to be even more enhanced from what we have planned before. So I can't wait for you all to experience it. Go ahead and apply when the application goes live. Again, that will be limited to 20 women for the in-person experience in Naples, Italy, September 2021. All right, y'all, until next time. Oh, and we have some great episodes coming up. Until next time, continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses.